Hello everyone, it is Elliot Reed from the Revitalized Health and Fitness Clinic, where we've helped over 6,500 individuals become pain-free, mentally well, and physically fit. Now, today I have a very, very interesting patient of mine, Rachel Greer, who is a contemporary dancer and uh, uh, dancing teacher, dance teacher, and you're based out of South East London, is that right? Um, yes, yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Now, Rachel's got a very interesting story because she came to me after suffering from a chronic hamstring pain or a chronic hamstring strain after quite a long time of, of trying to deal with, it, deal with it herself and going to other practitioners um, with the same complaint. So well, I'll pass it over to Rachel if you'd like to introduce yourself, especially what your passions are, tell, tell her what you, what you really like to do and uh, where people can find you and as well as that, obviously a bit about your injury, please. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, so thank you for the introduction as well. <laughs> um, so um, my passion um, has been for a long, long time, dance and also fitness um, as well. So um, mostly now after graduating professional dance college, I teach dance, particularly to youth um, and also online personal coaching and group exercise classes within like the fitness spectrum and um, the fitness side of things. Um, and yeah, both of those two things are my passion. <laughs> Absolutely. They take over my life and I'm happy about that. Um, in terms of my injury, um, I got that, I think it was about either five or six years ago now. Um, and I got that in my final year of university. It was a hamstring tear um, and it you know, should have healed within a certain amount of time and it didn't. So I ended up taking a year off university. I just went home. I saw a couple of physios at home and it just, it, nothing really was resolved with it. It did, the pain went and I was able to go back to university. No one knew how the pain went. Um, there was never really any kind of definition around what it was for me um, or for them, any of the physios, I guess. And it went, uh, it came back, it came back again. Um, I'm not entirely sure how. Um, within my last year, the repeated year of university, and I tried to do all the same stuff in my year off and it just didn't help and that went on again for probably like another couple of years again I saw a couple of um, physios osteopaths they found they couldn't find anything and then recommended yourself just um, from an osteopathic perspective our aim is to try and remove the barriers between that person and where they want to be right therefore yeah. from that period can you and obviously going over the pain education that we would have spoken about before as well yeah is it easier to make sense as to what might have been holding you back during that time or do you feel like it's still a mystery no I think there's a lot more I realize now there was a lot of kind of um like you're saying the mental barriers around it and a lot of identification with that injury like that was my injury I had an injury um and everything was around that injury everything I did and it was like that for so long I literally felt as if I identified with that um yeah does that sort does that answer the question it does I'm going to pry a bit deeper if you don't yeah. mind um did that identification serve you in any way was it in any way an advantage in any any sort was it I'll, I'll leave that to you and you tell me 
Um, it made me go a little bit deeper into finding out how to get rid of it. But mostly I think it held me back mm. um, because I because I didn't necessarily know what had um, made it go away the first time. I was still so conscious about having an injury that my whole, when I went back to university, my whole year was still focused around trying not to get injured again. And one that held me back from, you know, performing my best, I think, across the year, but also about, you know, attachment onto that injury in that sort of sense. We, we quite quickly started to, I suppose, give you fake barriers. So rather than using, um, I'll, I'll explain it. So when you're guarding a muscle, you contract it. And a lot of the work which we did was to make sure that you could utilize your hip and utilize your knee without having that, uh, what would be, if it comes on too soon, it is, it's early. It's a premature, premature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was, no idea. <laughs> a lot of the work we were doing was to try and reduce the premature contraction of your hamstrings. So for example, kicking for your higher kicks, putting a band yeah. in place where you can whip it and things like that. Um, how there, there was that we stuck to that form of intervention as well as pain science and as well as that strength and conditioning, which I know that you've used to massively benefit your own dance and also yeah. some of your clients dance as well so can you tell me about what you found was most effective about the the process that we went through yeah um so first of all like literally from session one it was like the permission to actually do it to actually go for for it you know I think it was literally session one where you said no just just go for it obviously don't you know um if it's super painful don't you know go into that but within like a certain range of like pain like push for it because the injury wasn't there um, and like we knew that um, so so just so, felt... how did you find that though because if I if I because for me to tell you that you've dealt with this for two to three years and mm. it's been a significant hindrance on your life for me to tell you that well it's actually recovered but you're dealing with just the pain how did that make you feel because for a lot of people that that could fill them with quite a lot of conflict um well yeah it, it did fill me with conflict but I think the most I felt was relief okay. um, because I, I, I knew that it wasn't I think yeah deep down I knew that it wasn't there but it was like I just needed the permission to um, go for it and I was I'd seen so many people before you know coming to you that um, I was so willing to just do anything and like trust in you know professional opinion to do things anyway um, to kind of get rid of that pain um so the most I felt was relief awesome. to be able to do that yeah sorry please continue I, I interrupted you you were talking about what no. you found most effective uh what I found was effective um I mean the exercises I think were super effective as well um and uh I mean, I just think everything was, I mean, I'm where I am now, so I can't complain about any of it, if that makes sense. Cool. There's, there's one thing which I was really interested to ask you. Um, mm -hmm. Now, when we as osteopaths train, and it's the same for a lot of physiotherapists and chiropractors as well, they, we study anatomy first. And what that can sometimes mean is that we're over 
anatomical with how we're explaining pain to the patient. Now, what this can sometimes mean is that rather than keeping their eye on the process, which the process might be strength, desensitization, um, sometimes the focus can shift to the anatomy in an unhealthy way, i.e. a hamstring, scar tissue, strain, grade two strain, all these things. I was quite quick to take that out of the equation for you because Mm -hmm. I felt that your picture of pain had been overly uh, anatomized, for lack of a better term. And I was wondering whether or not, retrospectively for you, that that helped or whether or not as well, you had found that because people might have used anatomical um, definitions for you, that it was kind of distracting you from from the way out? Yeah, um, I think looking back now, that was probably a good idea because, you know, you got me to do a video diary of like my dancing in a way and notice things from more of like a movement perspective, which was very like something I could relate to as progress. So it took away not having that um, like anatomical aspect, which was something I had focused on for like, however many years you know initially it was a hamstring tear and that was what I took you know with me and then people were trying to find out oh no you need to do this with a hip and like this with the hamstring and all of that kind of stuff whereas you brought it back to like a movement sorry a movement perspective and so I think that was really helpful cool yeah to simplify it did it help to simplify it for you or yeah definitely definitely And just to clarify, you're now pain-free. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, very good, very good. Um, There was one more thing um, I wanted to ask you, wanted to ask your uh, perspective of it, Mm -hmm. because your your functional ability, your ability to load that hamstring was huge for a long time before you could actually dance pain-free. So as far as I'm aware, let's Mm -hmm. have a look, your last appointment was um the 9th of September so it took about two to three months after your last appointment to reach that pain-free state now on the 9th of I think that's correct on the 9th of September yeah you were able to do your straight leg deadlifts your reverse Nordics your pike hip flexors uh sorry your your Nordics uh single leg straight leg deadlifts all of these fantastic things loading up the hamstring hugely you're able to do before you can actually dance pain-free and I was wondering if retrospectively you can think of why there might have been such a strong coupling of your pain and dance. Mm, Yeah that's really interesting I think because I did the injury when I was dancing um, as well so well that's such an interesting question that and I'm not sure I can necessarily answer it the only thing I can think of really is that I you know I did the injury in a dance class um and even throughout like strength training supplement training on the side even though I could still feel the injury sometimes when loading up the hamstrings and things like that it didn't stop me from doing it but it did stop me from being in dance class and it did stop me from dancing myself. And I guess that's where like the pain, the pain was associated. 
like with I, I'm not sure yeah I'm not too sure about that one would you draw any connection to the emotional load so obviously dark, oh, yeah. I take it that emotionally you're you you feel a lot more when you dance in comparison to when you weight train so yeah, yeah. Thought, right? so it's your main source of it, enjoyment love passion identity um would you say that because the uh, because the injury was so emotionally weighted on something which was so important to you? Do you feel like that played a part at all? Oh, huge. I literally, in my year off and afterwards, I think even when I came to see you, you know, I, I think I cried in, <laughs> in a session one time as well. It literally felt like that first year that I took off felt like a complete like identity crisis because I'd pinned so much of my life on that. Having an injury was like, I don't know, it just shook everything up. You know, were there any techniques which you used to try and um, because some sometimes when the outcome is so emotionally loaded, that can upregulate pain. So, for example, if I'm about to go for a very important win or very important move, which I know I'm going to be judged heavily for, but by myself and by my peers, but I know I've got an underlying ankle injury that can upregulate pain because. Uh, pain is a protective response and our bodies are trying to protect us from um, from I suppose missing out on something which is important to us which is a bit of a, a paradox but that's, that's the body for you um, so I was wondering <laughs> if you had any uh, tips or techniques which you used to try and I suppose become a bit more stoic or desensitize your emotional attachment to what to the outcome yeah um tips or tricks I think trust is definitely one of them and um, I think it definitely helps to trust you um when I was going through that and trust the process um in a way um and also as well I can only speak from like my perspective but I definitely noticed when I when I didn't focus so hard on recovery then it definitely made the whole process easier yeah when everything wasn't so you know injury centered it definitely made it feel easier amazing that's interesting and that comes back to you focusing mm -hmm. on it being about movement and not being about yeah. rehab per se or you because you, yes. you definitely took a very progressive approach to your rehab you viewed it as conditioning strength becoming a better dancer rather than yeah. just rehabilitating that injury that's very interesting Thank you. I've, uh, I've, got, <laughs> I've got one more question. Um, so like I said, there was a bit of time where you're almost there. From my perspective, you're almost there. I yeah. think for you, it probably seemed like you're miles away from you achieving your goal. Uh, but from my perspective as a practitioner, you're almost there. So I was wondering what happened between, say, September and December or September yeah. and January, because um, it sounds like something clicked. But um, I didn't know if there was something deeper to that something that you'd encountered I think in all honesty it was I still continued with like um stuff on my own so the exercises although not necessarily like doing them every single day which we didn't do anyway um you know it wasn't super super regular with it but you know it it, it was a difficult time September to December but not injury focused and I think I kind of came away from that quite a bit because of other you know just life going on and in a way I think that helped it because you know literally one one morning I woke up and it just wasn't there anymore like 
you know, my, my level of pain um, when it was there could vary so much anyway. It could be a 10 one day and it could be, you know, um, a five the other day. Um, but then one day I woke up and it was just nothing. And, and now it's just nothing. And I think it was having that break away from, I guess, that, you know, injury focus time um, was like a major thing. Awesome. All right. So, so almost becoming, once again, less attached to the outcome. And when it comes to your training over those three months, were you still doing your strength training and your dancing? And it was just that you weren't focused on the injury? Okay, cool. So that's, yeah. you kind of just let go of it, let go of the attachment. Yeah, to I hadn't been dancing so much just because of other things going on. But um, I was certainly still training, which I still, I view that as still dance, like it's still dance training for me because keeping strong, keeping fit, keeping healthy still keeps me within that. Um, you know sphere of dancing and, and things like that but I wasn't necessarily technique training so much um, but it was yeah it was all just you know moving my body focused awesome and then just one last question mainly for my own feedback is there anything which you found um, is there anything which caused you to find it easier to trust me as a practitioner I think you were just very honest with me from the get-go about you know how the treatment was gonna go um, and things like that. And also like my progression, your thoughts around it, things like that. I, yeah, I think it was just like honesty. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, Rachel, if people want to follow you and to, to gain your expertise in, in dance and conditioning, where can they find you? Um, probably Instagram is the best. It's um, Rachie underscore MacDonald. <laughs> That's Mac, not Mook. M-A-C. Yeah, M-A-C. M-A-C-D. <laughs> put it in. Nice. Rachel, thank you so much for your time. And I right. uh, wish you the best in the future. Oh, thanks, Elliot.